What's the Crack Podcast, proudly sponsored by JMR Property Maintenance. From rewires to extension builds, JMR have it covered. Contact them today for a free, no obligations quote. Good evening and welcome back to What's the Crack Podcast in association from the JMR Property Maintenance and the Rialto Plaza. I'm here today with my co-host Neil. Neil, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you, Dave? All good. And I'm here with Kate Stafford, my other co-host. Kate, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you, boys? All good. Good, good, good. Uh, what, we're, what we're going today is a special regarding the Super League. So we're going to be joined by a couple of different fans and ex-players over, over the evening to kind of get our opinions on the Super League. First of all, we're joined with Baggage Bird, Dave Cho. Dave, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Yourself? All good, mate. Thank you for your time, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, no worries at all. Uh, I, I, I'll say, I think, I think we've got to start off, um, as we're recording this, a bit of breaking news. Um, chat, the protests outside Stamford Bridge at the minute, I don't know if you've seen them, Dave, um, but there's thousands of fans outside Stamford Bridge. They think that the game against Brighton could potentially be postponed tonight. And there's rumours that... Chelsea are drawing up the paperwork to withdraw from the European Super League. Uh, how do you feel about that, mate? Do you know what? It's, it's funny because uh, I went to bed on uh, on Sunday night and I was like, I was reading, the, I was reading like the Twitter and whatever, and my missus said to me, "What's the matter with you?" And I says, "I think football's died." And then obviously, mm. uh, she's like, uh, you know, I, I, I live for football, mate. Uh, I'm. I watch as many games as I can. I go, I go to various. You know, obviously I'm a West Brom fan first and foremost. But um, with my work, I get, I get a lot of corporate. So we've got corporate at the big, the so-called big clubs. We've got Man City, uh, Liverpool, uh, Man United, and Tottenham. So we've actually got through my work. We've got corporate at four of the big six. So you know, I, for me, I think it's it's something that's been on the cards for a while. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they talk back to like 2017 when initial po- uh, plans were drawn up to, to break off into the Super League as such. But it's not, it's not, it don't sit right with me, to be honest with you. Like, football, football's been going for lo- a long time and then people come along and make their own rules up. It's, yeah, it's not football, is it? No, 100%, mate, 100%. Um Katie, just a little bit about what the actual Super League is from what you've seen um, on Twitter and stuff. I don't agree with it. I think that it's ruining the game. I think that it's changing what should be a family-run tradition, going to the pub, going up there with your mates into a business. And it's not a business. It's not. It shouldn't be a way of making money. It should be about putting smiles on people's faces and... The people who seem to have been forgotten in all of this are the fans that actually pay their money to go and support that team. And I think what will really be interesting to see in the light of Chelsea now coming out saying that they're going to withdraw from it, hopefully, how do those fans then trust that club again? Mm-hmm. We as Coventry City fans know it is hard to trust your owners when they've turned the back on you. And this is almost, in the way, in a way, worse than what we had as Coventry fans because they were prepared to move this club away from those fans for good. Yeah, 100%. Dave, in terms of you, mate, obviously West Brom fan, West Brom, decent club. At the minute, you're not European standard. If West Brom were one of the big teams, do you think you still feel the same? 
I probably, you know, it's, it's hard to say because it's one of them questions where if your mum was your, you know, she'd be your brother and all that, but yeah. aren't in, you know, you can't, until you're in that position, you, for me, football, football's not a level playing field. It doesn't mm. matter what division you're in. Football's not a pl- level playing field. And, and one prime example of that is the parachute payments in the Premier League. Yeah. So, you know, ultimately, football's not fair. Um, but but this, you know, if you're a big club, you ultimately, if you're a Man United fan, Liverpool fan, or one of the big six, you might you might be okay for a year where they'll play games at your home, you know, your home ground. But then after twelve months, they might say, well. Man United versus Real Madrid, we're going to play it in Kuala Lumpur. So, yeah, yeah. you as a fan, like you've got no control. They've got no control over it, and and it's a bit like the Royal Family, isn't it? When Meghan and Harry left the Royal Family, there was uproar for a little while, but in the end, people just got on with it, didn't they? Yeah. Like it, it's you know. It is what it is. Dave, I want to make a point now, mate, and it's a quite a good point you've made. You're saying parachute payments aren't fair, but as a West Brom fan, mate, you've fucking made a, a club out of parachute payments for the last how many years? Yeah, we have, we have, but but ultimately, if you look at if you look at the West Brom model, when we got promoted the first time round, we went up, we went up with free transfers, and we yeah. we played we played the hand we played the cards that's been given to us. We've yo-yoed, you know. Everyone goes on about Watford being a. Uh, not Watford, um, Norwich being like the ultimate yo-yo team. Yeah. Well, West West Brom. Back as well, yeah. You know, yeah. We 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 are um, when when we was owned by Jeremy Peace. You know, it was no secret where if we went down a year, uh, sold a couple of players, i.e. Jason Kumas and uh, Diamante Kamara, and that paid for us to then go and buy players like Chris Brunson. So we ultimately, it, it pisses me off the of, uh, financial fair play because yeah. yeah. Uh, we we stick within our means. We're not a debt run club. We don't run in debt, and we don't chase the dream. We are effectively a fifteen to twenty-five. You know, if you were to rank the teams in order, we're probably within fifteen to twenty-five. So we're probably too good for the championship, but not good enough for the Premier League. In my I'd, I'd in my honest opinion, that, I, feel, I, feel, I think that's a very fair statement. And the, the, the thing that I don't get as well, and I'm intrigued to hear what you guys think, is. You look at the six teams that have been put forward. Now, Man United, I, I, I can accept. Chelsea, I can accept recently. Man City have brought their success recently. Um, Arsenal had a good period of success, late 90s, you know, early 2000s. And Liverpool have been okay the last few seasons. West Brom and Coventry City have as many Premier League titles as Tottenham Hotspur. I don't yeah. understand what gives them the right to be in this top Super 6. I think if you look at if you look at the stadium and and you know everything that they've got, ultimately I, I listen to quite a lot of radio. I listen to Talksport quite often, and for me, this Super Six, effectively in a few years' time, it'll start as a Super Six, and then in my opinion, it'll become like the cricket, where the cricket they've introduced the hundred club, so they've got London, Sheffield, Birmingham, etc., etc. What's stopping them in five years' time of building up a London? A London-based club, as opposed to, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because ultimately they just want the. It's, it's like the NFL, isn't it? Like, eventually they're going to doing drafts and and also, you know, they, they've got to stop this for the, for football. They need to stop this from happening because otherwise, there's just you can just make it up as you go along, can't you? Do you not think though that as a Baggies fan, if you take away those six teams in the Prem, you've got a boring league. 
I, I think you got a more competitively because ultimately, I, I think if you took away the top six, you 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 look at the top six with the exception of Leicester, the Premier League has been won consistently over the last 15, 20 years by five other than Tottenham, five of that six. So I think there's not, this year, for example, if the top six wasn't involved, you, you could have either West Ham, Villa, Wolves, you, any one of them teams. I think you'd get a different winner. I, I tell you what, Dave, it's got to hurt you saying Villa and Wolves in there, hasn't it? <laughs> What's that, sorry? It's got to hurt you saying about Villa and Wolves being up there, hasn't it? Do you know, do you know what? Villa, Villa, another club, though, they gambled, didn't they? Mm. When yeah, they were in the championship, yeah. they gambled. And, and Villa were a playoff a playoff win away from who knows what. You know, if Villa hadn't gone up that season, they went up. Who knows where Villa would be now? Yeah. And, yeah, 100%. Uh, their model was, would have ruined them financially the next year. Well, they, they, they didn't abide by uh, financial fair play in the championship, mm. did they? I presume you're also an England fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I follow England. Yeah. So where do you think this leaves England going into the Euros? That's a great question. <clears throat> Ultimately, you'll, you'll get... Of the, of the, say, the 23-man England squad, Yeah. you'll probably get 50-50 on club over country. It's interesting that Jordan Henderson's come out today and said... I'm not having this, and he uh, apparently set a meeting up with the um, with the captains. Because h- how much do the players know? You yeah. know, what, what, they don't know much. But they don't know much. Yeah, like you say. Um, I think it's a case of uh, I saw a flag earlier which said customers not fans or fans not customers. Yeah. And ultimately, the big boys they don't care about the fans, do they? Like. No. So I, I know that's changed. Uh, change subjects slightly on the England question but I think you'll get you'd get 50 50 um and you know what if people choose greed over England let them choose greed over England you know there's plenty of we wouldn't be the only team in that position I think the FA though have got to do something because if these players do speak out against <coughs> themselves and they're looking at being made, you know, without a club at the end of the season there's got to be something put in place for them because they've chosen to walk away from it yeah, again, I'm not sure if contracts would even. Well, I spoke to uh, I spoke to uh, one of the lads in my football team earlier, and he he said, ultimately, rules are rules. And years ago, Man City got kicked out of the Champions League, and then three minutes, four minutes later, they were back in, kind of thing. So, I, I don't see how. I don't know where you'd stand contracts. You know, contracts. I don't know where you'd stand by it. Whether you could. Uh, breach a contract and leave the leave the Premier leave a club because you don't want to play in that you know it gets it gets messy then doesn't it? I've always been under the impression if you breach your contract and you leave you pay off you have to pay the club yeah and that's why I'm saying if players do choose to do that to play for club um for play for country over club sorry then the FA needs to have some form of provision in place to support those players. Yeah, again, I don't think it'd be a um, something that the FA would... Because ultimately, you can prepare for a lot of things, can't you? You can prepare for injury. You can prepare for uh, falling out with the manager. Who, you know, who would have prepared for this happening so quickly? Yeah, I, I think a point that Kate's made down, I've seen it just, just, just before we recorded, actually. 
Ibrahimovic come out and said, look, if, if, if I don't want to be in it, I'll, I'll go play for Malmo in Sweden. Obviously, Messi can go play in Argentina, and Ronaldo can go and play in Portugal. So I think when you're mentioning them sort of names with them sort of players, I think it kind of proves that this Super League is fucking bollocks. In, in simple terms, it's nonsense. 100%. I think something to touch on what Dave said before about, about you know, it's going to be franchise like the NFL, etc. I think there's no coincidence in, in the timing of the announcement. It was 11.30 at night on a Sunday, which everyone thought, hang on a minute, that's a bit weird. It's half six in America on the East Coast. And he's being bankrolled by an American bank. So yeah. I think he yeah. says, every, I think that says a lot about the expectations and where it's potentially going to go as well. Sorry, some Muppets come out today saying that he wants to change the timing of the games, hasn't it, as well? Yeah, it's not. Does he I, want to I, I the seen games? That. Yeah, I, I said that earlier. It's fucking nonsense. Multi bot. It does seem like they've made the announcement and not really thought about half the things that go with it. They've just chucked that bomb in there and just let it explode. And then all the questions that have come since, they can't answer. I, I think you can, you can see that by the logo. If you yeah. look at the logo, it's like a six-year-old kid's created that logo. <laughs> right? Let's just let's get it out there as quick as we can because ultimately, and you say about timing, wasn't it because Champions League were going to announce a new format for the... Yeah, you I'm know, right, so yeah. he just stinks, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. I, I, I think for me, obviously, for, for us in the chat at the moment, obviously, you're a, you're a Baggies fan, or us, the Cough fans. At the end of the day, though, the most important thing in football for us is fans. And I, I don't think that at the minute they don't care about fans. I, I genuinely think that they'd be happy to play games beyond closed doors forever if they, can, if they can make money from it. But for me, without fans, football doesn't work. Simple as that. Yeah, and that's why the timing of it's so bad, isn't it? You know, look at how many people are... We're all desperate to get back up the ground, aren't we? 100%. You know, we, we, football, you can, you can, you know, we're lucky, obviously, being a Premier League club for the next six games or seven games or, you know, minimum. Like, and our games have always... They've been on TV and we've not had to pay for them being on TV, but the the money it's costing Championship League, One League, Two Clubs, etc. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not... The, they're still... They need the money, don't they? The, the lower league clubs need the money. Whereas this this bollocks about Premier League club, you know, the top six getting three hundred and forty million or billion. Oh, I don't like, even know. It's a joke. I mean, Gary Neville put, come out with a good comment and said, "If you've got a hundred and uh, I think he said something like, if each Man United fan was to pay a pound, that'd be something like one hundred and fifty million pound a game." Yeah, I, I see that. It's absolutely obscene, ain't it? It's absolutely obscene. But. It's Dave, annoying, it? um, obviously, appreciate your time tonight. We, we actually we want, want to interview you properly for a West Brom, um, a proper West Brom podcast. So if you're ever available, mate, give us a message and we get you on properly. Yeah, that was that all right? Any, any time, literally any time. I speak to Penny quite often, so Sweet. you know if you want to input, that's cool, man. No drama, mate. Appreciate your time, mate. Um, I hope you stay up. I don't think you're gonna, but I hope you do. And oh, come on, you baggers. Yeah, we're going to be three game, two games short, I think. But as long as we beat the beat the Villa next week and then beat the wall, do the double over the Wolves, mate, that'll do me. All the best next season, mate. And if you come Cheers, down, guys. we'll have a beer next season. Take it easy, mate. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, guys. See yeah, later. Bye. Bye, bye. You are listening to What's the Crack. We're now joined by Danny Barrett Davis, massive Luton fan. We actually interviewed Danny a couple of weeks ago, and we actually released his episode yesterday. Um, some, some, some story that Luton have been through. Danny, straight in, mate. First question. I know you're going to get mad about it. What, what are you saying about the Super League, mate? <laughs> what the Super League? Yeah. 
what I'm saying is, do you know what? I released we, we released the episode yesterday, and then these bigwigs come in and snatch all the attention. It's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? Absolute farce. The whole thing. It, it, it's it's well documented. And it's so blatantly obvious. It's about money. Uh, they've shown no regard for any supporter at all. Um, mm -hmm. They don't seem to care what we think. I mean, we're just seeing now that Chelsea are pulling out. Um, yeah. Which is brilliant. I mean, that's egg on the face of Perez at Real Madrid and all the others because they, they're an absolute disgrace. They, they go on the... I'm just seeing this now, what they've, they're saying about them losing money last year because of the coronavirus pandemic. So it's 50 minutes. But they're all still making, like, over 100 million a year. So they're not out of pocket. Mate, you say this, but they spent how much on Eden Hazard at the last year of his contract? Like, was it 150 million transfer? Yeah. How, I mean, I, I, how I can you complain about money when you're spending that much money on, on, on a player? Besides the this is exactly the point, Neil, because they're chucking through it. How much are they paying Hazard? Half a million a week? Oh. Yeah, it's something absolutely obscene. That's insane. I mean, that's that's a seventh of Luton. Uh, that's, hang on a minute, let me work this out. That, that is basically all, just under three times less than what we've paid for our most expensive ever signing. <laughs> a week, that is. Yeah, we've 1.2 million was our record transfer signing. So that, that shows the golf. And and they want more and more and more, and it's it's just like you're getting millions upon millions. I mean, the figures today are showing that, that AC Milan are making the making 178 million a year, and it, it it's just how much more do you want? Because if, if this goes off, if, if if this Super League actually goes ahead, you forget Europe. You've lost everybody in Europe because nobody, from what I've seen today, nobody wants it. Katie, okay, mm. how how do you feel? Obviously, we'll work off funds. So uh, as a smaller club. How if, if if we were in a position to be invited into it, how would you feel? I don't think I'd want my club to join it. I think that it's greed over the price of football, like I said earlier. And I think that it's a real kick in the teeth. Everyone's had a really, really naff year. And to come yeah. out and say that it's for financial reasons when there are people in this country that are struggling to even buy a loaf of bread... Is just absolutely ridiculous. These clubs furloughed people who had families to support. They made people redundant, but they're still insisting that they haven't got the money. But they have. And that's why people don't have the sympathy for it. If they came out and said, you know what, we're really bored of the Prem, we want to shake things up a bit, then that, do you know what, I'd have more respect for that than using the whole money issue. Mm -hmm. Do you know what, I, 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 think, I didn't think this could get any more bizarre. Man City are now saying they're pulling out. Yeah, well, literally just now. Because they Atletico, know... Madrid have said they're pulling out. And apparently there is a crunch meeting between the 12 clubs to discuss where they go next. Danny, I was going to ask you, mate, and again, anyone listening, no, no disrespect to, to, to Tottenham fans, but Tottenham fans have won one trophy in my lifetime, mate. I'm 30 next year. Could cover, <laughs> cover win more trophies than Tottenham. How the fuck have they been invited into it? Yes, they lost in the Champions League final, but what, what are they even in it for? Well, it's like that joke, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's like showing up at the Crucible and putting 50p on the table, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I think that's brilliant. Uh, uh, one of one I've seen, um, Tottenham being invited to the Super League is like Banana Man being invited to the Avengers. Yeah, yeah literally, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I, I like Tottenham, man. No, no disrespect to Spurs, but they shouldn't be invited to this one, no way. No, it, it, the thing is, and if you watched um, 
Monday Night Football last night with Gary Neville and Carragher, and I forget them a minute. Uh, but the interview with Klopp and Milner was very interesting because they both said, "Look, we found out at the same time as you guys. Uh, we we knew nothing about this beforehand, and we're not happy about it. They've not we've not been consulted, and they're the very people that. All right, yeah, they're getting paid a lot of money to do their jobs, and they're very good at what they do. But they're the people that make this money. They're the people that the fans pay to watch." And they've been mm. sold down the river like the fans. So it, it just shows a complete disregard and lack of respect. These six owners of these clubs, they want to be fined for every fucking penny they've got. Uh, and they've banned the football completely. Fuck them all off. Uh, I think the, the point you've made, I don't know if this is true or not. I listened, I listened to TalkSport earlier. So this could be true. It could not be true. But let's take, for example, I don't know, Edison Cavani, for example, right? He's on grand a week. But with a Super League, whoever owns the club, so he would get maybe 60 grand of that. And the other 40 grand would go to the club. So it basically it's playing for half his wages like just for some other prick to make the money off him. I don't get it whatsoever. I really don't get it. No, I, I don't. Um, I mean, I, I haven't seen... I haven't seen I've had talk sport on and off the last couple of days. I've sort of inhaled everything that's been said. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how this plays out. Um, <clears throat> I've done a little bit of research. Not a lot, but I've tried to build everything up in the head. And it, it's just... It, it's never going to get off the ground, I don't think. Like, like I said, I mean, the only the only audience they'd have, and I think the, what they're pushing towards is your Asian market and your Americans. Yeah. Well, the Americans don't like football anyway. They've got they've got the uh, American football, which involves no kicking of any football, which is a weird name. Uh, <laughs> they've got and they've got ice hockey. They've got basketball, baseball, but they're not interested in football. Nah, the last shows that doesn't it. And if I just go back to um, what I said about Milner and that, I've just seen Slatin uh, uh, Ibrahimovic. I mean, him and Milner at the tail end of their careers anyway, but they're basically as good as said, I'd rather play for my country, which is what FIFA are threatening to yeah. stop them from doing. Yeah. You know, because playing for your country is everything. I um, it's not sorry, just all the players coming out now. So I don't know if any of you have seen Luke Shaw's Twitter. No. Luke Shaw put up a post about 40 minutes ago. It's quite long. I won't read it all and bore all the listeners. But at the very end, it says, there is so much passion around the world for football and I have been privileged to experience that firsthand. However, I worry that these changes could impact the sport and um, of those that I love. We've been without supporters in stadiums for over a year now and I know how much myself and the team have missed them in each and every game. Fans and players should always have a voice and their opinion should always be counted. Literally, bang, 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 word. Lord, that yeah. sure. I mean, this is the thing. How many of these players now are going to turn around to these clubs? OK, if we're going into the Super League, I'm tearing my contract up because I guarantee anybody that's playing in the Premier League after this would snap their hands off for any of them players and then players won't, oh. be, won't be holding them to ransom over wages. It'll be a case of... Well, okay, I was at De Bruyne, for example. I'm only 300 grand at Man City. I'll come and play for you for 100 grand because I'm not playing for this. This is bullshit. Yeah, 100%. I, I just want to touch on one uh, quick thing. You've mentioned, you know, the Monday Night Football and Carragher and Neville have been quite vocal. Talk Sport, they've been quite vocal. Sky, you know, put different things out. How about... If Sky were offered the exclusive rights to show the ESL, would they still have this stance and allow their pundits to have this stance on, on telly? I'll tell you what, that is very a hypocritical. great question. Great question. Brilliant question, Neil. I think as a sports pundit and a sports journalist, you'd have to really weigh up the moral and the work dilemma of that. 
And I know Gary Lineker's come out and already said that he would refuse to be a part of it. Um, Laura Woods on TalkSport has been very clear about the way she stands on it. Yeah. I would find it hard to take a job where I know it's wrong yeah. because mm-hmm. you, you should enjoy your work. And the thing is, is journos get, and I know this myself, you get a bad enough time doing <laughs> what you do in normal circumstances, right? Let alone a subject that's so controversial because the game could be absolutely fantastic 90 minutes, but nobody cares about that. They're just going to call you scum. Are you traitor? You're doing that. And they could be earning mega books, but I don't think people will do it. And I think it'll be really interesting to see who they actually have commentating. It'll probably be more likely to be European commentators. Uh, I think just before Danny answers, in terms of Neil's question for me, I think I, I've said, I said this on Facebook earlier. I think you, you would have seen it. Tactics, isn't it? For me, Sky don't give a fuck about fans. I remember the past couple of years, and there's, there's, it's New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve, and Liverpool fans have got, got to travel to Arsenal for tele- television coverage. For, for me, that doesn't sit right. And I think if Sky were offered the right money to, to show the Super League, they would show it 100%. Fan, the fans that matter to Sky, they would show it for the money, 100%. Danny, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Look, uh, well, g- going to that, David, I think if Sky were to do that, and I'm sure they said last night that they weren't, they weren't backing it, but if, if they were, say goodbye to your good pundits like Neville and Carragher and David Proton will be given even more of a voice and that's bad enough so <laughs> do you know what I mean? he's, he's, don't get me started on him we'll talk about that another time <laughs> but, you know, look, what I do think though and I, I, you've probably heard Simon Jordan talking about this he's been quite vocal and I, I think he speaks a lot like no, 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 not at all. You never hear a whisper of him. To be fair, I, I like Simon Jordan. I think, I think he's oh, a, a good game, man. I like he, him. He, do you know what? He doesn't want to be involved in football, but he, he fucking well should be at the top of this idea because he's been saying it from ages now. Get a Netflix of football going. £10 a month. Everybody buys in. If you talk, how, how many people worldwide watch football now? Yeah, but... Oh, mate. Uh, Daniel, billions. It's a good point, but I'm not having that either, mate, because I, I, I'm a football fan. I, 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 I pay for Netflix now. But Netflix is, you know, from boredom, hungover, I watch a bit of Netflix, mate. Football's more than that. Do you know what I mean? Football's yeah, not a TV show. Yeah, 100%. It's not, it's not. But the point is that I'm trying to make is like, um, hang on a minute. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is you, you've got to, Sky are charging everybody. I, I don't know what it is because I pay now TV. I've got a £25 a month deal because I'm not paying fucking £80, £100 a month, whatever it's it is. It's, 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 about eight, it's about 80 quid, mate. Uh, for, for a full for a full package, you're looking about eighty quid. No, but you can't even no, pay for ITV. You can't even. No, but I did. You can't even pick the games you watch, David. Here's one for you. Then, if, if you if you're sticking on Amazon Prime or whatever, when you're pissed at the pub, uh, when you finish ch- chatting about Martin Odegaard and everything. <laughs> now, uh, I, I forgot you saying that. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I had it on mute though. I didn't want to wake kids up. But, um, <laughs> it, Okay, so you come home and you want to reflect a little bit. No one buys, no one's got a DVD player anymore. Stick, stick this football Netflix on. You can watch the eighty-seven final back and go, oh yeah, I remember that. You can stick the um, tro- EFL trophy on that you won a couple of years back. You can stick that on. You can go back to any game if if, if, if they bought into this and actually bought all the rights and got everything together. We don't need, we don't need this Super League. Nonsense. I'll be honest. You know what I mean? For what you've just said. I kind of get getting on board with it. Katie, what's your opinion on that? Like, kind of, if, like, what, what Danny said, I think it is kind of... It, I'll, I'll be on board with it, man. I'll be, yeah, go on, then. Yeah, 
I think that you'd get some opposition to it. I think plenty of people would take it on, to be perfectly honest. Apparently, Manchester United are out as well. What, <laughs> just now? Wow. Just now. People power. This is what the, this is what's happened. The fans have spoke up. The other clubs have mocked them. I love the, just the two clubs that have got me. Uh, West uh, Wolves today announced themselves as the 2018-29 um, Premier League winners because they finished seventh that year behind those six, <laughs> which I think is fantastic. But Real Betis updated the league table on their on their website, yeah. um, which removed Barcelona, Real Madrid, um, and it puts Seville top who are their fiercest rivals. I think wow. that says a lot, that they're prepared to do that, to put Seville top of the league. But yeah, so that's how strongly people feel about it, because like I, I genuinely think these people have, have put this proposal in this league forward, thinking that people will just go, all right, yeah, I don't mind us earning an extra 150-odd million a year. But they've actually gone around and said, no, fuck off. You're alienating us from what the, from what we believe in, from our heritage, history, and everything like that. These owners haven't even considered that. They, they don't care. They're interested in one thing and one thing only, and that's money. I nearly said Nick and Ben Coppers. Sorry and, for that. And, and, <laughs> I, I know. I, I think people people know from your podcast yourself, Dan, how passionate you are about lower league clubs, and, and I'm, I'm with it, man. Because we've been where you were, and you're yeah. you're a barista. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. thank thank you for your time. I want to catch up again properly in a couple couple of weeks, man. Yeah, definitely. You can do it a monthly episode if you want. <laughs> That's perfect. Good, good, connection. Do a little end of the season overhaul. Yeah, we should. Yeah, uh, yeah that would be good. Yeah. I, I, we'll I, reflect on the 2-0 well. hey. When your main man Collins comes to Cardiff, we'll have a little catch-up then. Yeah, 2-0, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, cheers, mate. Thank you ever so much. Uh, cheers, guys. All the best. Thank cheers, you. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks, Paul. What's the Greg Podcast? Follow us on social media for all of the latest news, releases, and giveaways. And what's the Greg PC? We are here now with Tom Oxland. Tom, what podcast are you from again, mate, with Birmingham? Blues Focus Podcast. Go check we're, it out, guys. We've actually interviewed Tom, and it's going to be released soon. Uh, Tom, straight in, mate. Super League, what are you saying? <sighs> where, do, where do you begin? I mean, I'm a bit more positive about it now because we're. Don't know if you guys have seen yet, but the news has obviously just come out about Chelsea and Manchester City uh, both leaving, and there's reports of a meeting tomorrow to possibly disband it, which is fantastic news because I think the whole purpose behind it is disgusting. It's not about the love of the game; it's just about making money and turning football into a franchise. And realistically, we without those big six clubs, as much as we we would like to all say, "Oh, get rid of them," you know, "fuck them off," we'll be all right. Um, we can't really do that because uh, they're, they're what brings the interest to things like the Premier League, those big six clubs. And they will, you know, you'll see a slow fall um, in just general interest in football, unfortunately. And it, it's also tourism for the country as well. You know, people come over to England to see these sides play and it, it takes away from the Premier League, which will take away from the EFL and it will just be natural fall of the entire football pyramid so um no it's just selfish and pure greed they've already got enough money as it is they don't need any more so i don't see the point um but now overall disgusted is probably the best word to put it 100 percent, mate um as as a club you, you had your little european adventure yourselves a few years ago yep like with this super league happening that never happens does it so you know, surely, you know, you guys have got a bit more of a vested interest to show that the little club can get to these sort of things and have that sort of uh, 
European away days as well. Exactly. Yeah. No. And if you lose, if you lose great opportunities like that, it can be heartbreaking, really. Um, you know, there was there was teams like us, Wigan, um, who have pulled off those kind of, I suppose, miracle trophy lifts, and yeah. they they've had those European tours that they they wouldn't regularly have. So it would really take away from the competition, unfortunately. Um, but I'm I'm glad that it looks like uh, we we may uh, we may win the battle against the European Super League, and I just hope it stays that way. Just to touch on away from the Super League, mate. Great result for you at Rotherham the other day, mate. Obviously, we were our first night. We both turned away over. So come on, play up score Blues and come come on, you Blues. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I was I was delighted. Yeah. Um, obviously, you just had a good result against uh, Rotherham yourselves. Uh, we were going into the game in a good run of form, so I was I was quite yeah. I, I hate I hate expecting things, but I really felt deep down that I felt oh, we could win the game. Um, and obviously we did in the end, but I tell you what, it was it was not the prettiest of our performances this season. But we got it done the hard way, and you know it was very similar to your victory in a sense uh, when you I, turned. I, I, I don't think it was, mate. We, we battled the whole game. Come on, <laughs> what one one nil header? That's all I'm seeing. <laughs> uh, oh, oh and, and Harley Dean, yeah. what what a man! Uh, I said on our podcast how good Harley Dean was. You didn't agree with me to start with. You got rid of Karanka, and Harley Dean's played like prime John Terry. Literally, I don't think you can put it any better yourself, mate. It was, um, he's been brilliant recently. So has Mark Roberts. Um, two players who I have given so much stick to. I hated Mark Roberts when he first turned up at Blues. I hated him. Um, not as a person, just as a football player, obviously. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's been a rocky road for both of those two. Um, but they've really just come into this whole new... I don't know. It's it's like Van Dyke and Beckenbauer mixed into one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Tom, I've got to jump in, mate. Just 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 had a message now that there's a meeting now to disable the Super League. Um, Katie, Tom, what are you both saying about that? I just wanted to hear your opinion because obviously Coven Birmingham are of a very sim- similar calibre of a style. The FA Cup, obviously, you get so far. We all love to draw the big guys, don't we? Especially away. Right, we all every year hope that we get Man City away because none of us have done the Etihad. Most of us haven't, you know. You know, we've probably done Man U because we saw Misford score and we go on about it for the rest of our lives. But they they are the top six that you want to get. Where does it leave competitions like that? Um, good question, that is. Yeah, really good question, actually. Uh, for me, it leaves competitions like that. Even, you know, even getting promoted to the Premier League, it leaves the whole joy of that in the mud, essentially. You do feel like you don't feel achieved. You know, you can go go to those places. If you do turn them over, you know, it's a buzz that you'll go off for years. It's, it's almost like winning a cup final if you go over to the Etihad or Stamford Bridge and you turn them over. Like, it's amazing. Um, so to have that taken away and then... To think that the biggest game you could possibly have is West Ham away. It's very disheartening. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it it would take away from those competitions massively. And I, I know myself, whenever we're drawn in the FA Cup, I, I hope that we get a top six side away every time. Um, and obviously this season we got Man City away in the FA Cup. Absolutely gutted we couldn't be there for that, because I know it would have been bonkers. It just would have been a brilliant away day. Despite losing, it's it would have been like West Ham a couple of years ago. You know, we talk about eight thousand 
down to West Ham away. And although we lost 2-0, it was a cracking away day. The atmosphere was class. Um, and yeah, it, it's days like that. It's not It's not just for the result every time. It's just as going out and enjoying the day because obviously our clubs have both been at the top and also yeah. had a fall. And we it, it's hard to get back up there. So to enjoy those kind of brief samples of what it'd be like to play against those clubs is beautiful. And to lose that would be really, really heartbreaking. I think as well, from a kid's point of view, one of my earliest recollections of games was when we had Chelsea. Yeah, and yes, I thought about this on the pod. And for me, seeing the likes of John Terry, Drogba, Ashley Cole, that was like a childhood dream. I'd had them in my Panini book. Do you know what I mean? And I, they were in my stadium. So that is all gone again because of this. And it's not just us who have lived and breathed football for God knows how many years. It's the next generation. That there's no like, oh, this is, I mean, there's a lot of uh, armchair supporters in the top six teams, a lot of uh, people who will only buy their kits because they think they're a core team to support, don't get me wrong. But there's there's no like almost gloating about it. And I think that's that's quite sad. Yeah, um, it is it's sad, really, to be honest. It, it would be horrible if uh, those those teams did go because um, you wouldn't be, I don't know, I feel like it'd be hard to, to kind of, talk about one day you know 10 years from now if the ESL did happen we'd be telling young children about how football was destroyed um mm. and how you know those six particular owners were at fault for that and how good things used to be and how then they wouldn't be anymore but hopefully that's not going to be the case but I get what you mean you know you grow you grow up loving things the way they are and if you wanted them to change don't you think we'd be out there writing for change instead of writing for things not to change football is perfect the way it is and that's why it's called the beautiful game and I think in England we're very lucky to probably have the most I'd say personally the most popular brand of football in any country you know everyone wants to talk about the Premier League, be a part of the Premier League. And even the Championship now, the Championship is now the fifth most recognised footballing league in the world, which is mental because I tell you what, 10 years ago, that would not have been the case. Um, but that's just how big it's become now. The Championship is a huge league uh, around the world. It's, it's, it's even more popular than leagues like the Eredivisie, which is the Dutch top league. Um, that's That's how big English football is. And to tear it apart from top to bottom would be heartbreaking because, you know, it, you wouldn't be talking about those great names as such anymore because they probably all bugger off to China because they're the only ones that can afford them or they'd be um, they'd be at Leicester or they'd be in the European Super League. Because that at the end of the day, I said this the other day to someone, if players like Harry Kane didn't want to be a part of the Super League, they'd either have to take a massive pay cut or bugger off to China because there is no other Premier League clubs that would be able to afford his wage. End of story. Possibly, possibly Leicester, but that is a real stretch. Um, real two, stretch. Two, two points, Tom. For one, on his podcast, we never mentioned Leicester. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, it's a second of all, genuine question, mate. Um, I've, I've asked it to a couple of fans. I think I don't know what you're going to say. Um, let's say if Blues were in the position to be invited into the Super League, would you still feel the same? Yes, I still feel the exact same. I would not let's... want Blues in the Super League yeah, ever. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy being in the championship. I, to be honest, I think... It, Good job. It, 
<laughs> to the Premier League. Okay, you leave out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, honestly, it, as amazing it would be to get promoted to the Premier League, I, I enjoy the Championship, to be honest. I don't think I'd enjoy it as much in the Premier League, but I would enjoy the experience while being there. Um, but no, I, I love the way the football pyramid is. I wouldn't want to change it. And to be honest, I know if we were invited to the European Super League, our crazy ass owners would be like, oh, yeah, let's do it, let's do it, this sort of thing. And See, this is something I wanted to touch on, because obviously, you know, we've got some bad owners at City uh, who have got better over the last couple of years, granted. But you boys have had three or four on about. Carson Young, you know, is, is one that kind of... Yeah, that kind of jumps out. Obviously, you had Gold and Sullivan. Um, you know, you've had some pretty terrible owners yourselves. The sort that would jump at an opportunity like this. Um, do you feel that there'd be an outrage in, in, in the Blues fan base as there is, you know, that Chelsea have shown tonight? Oh yeah, we we tear we tear the outside of St Andrews apart if we had to. You know, we we'd be all over the place. Um, what improve it? <laughs> it probably would improve it to be honest. At the moment, it's already falling apart. <laughs> It's already falling apart, so we just do the last <laughs> damage. But um, no, we we would we we're already fighting against the owners in a the most possible way at the moment, kind of abiding by restrictions. Obviously, that there, there are a group of Birmingham City fans that are protesting against the current owners, and we have actually seen that work in a sense because you know. The, the bloke who uh, obviously we want out is Dong Ren, and the people above him have started to go above his head now, which is great. Um, some breaking news. Go on. Oh, go on. Stan Collymore has just tweeted that the report for the Super League project has been cancelled. Completely. So. But mind you, that's Stan Collymore. But <laughs> it looks like it's a dead duck. I hope so. And I, I, I hope so too. I know obviously we're, we're speaking about I, I it and it's, it's all going off. There's no fucking reason if it's dead dog, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would go and look at Stan Collymore's tweet, but I'm pretty sure he's blocked me on Twitter, so um, here we are. We've got our ball back. Yeah. It's Stan at Bromston then. Uh, Tom. Thanks for your time, mate. And if you stay up this season, we've, we've stayed up now. If you manage to stay up, we'll have a beer next season, mate. Exactly. I mean, we've, we've, we were on the same points of you, so we'll be all right. We'll, we'll probably see you, uh, see you again. We're, well, it's weird how similar we are. We're on the same point, same goal difference. You've just scored five more goals than us. Uh, um, to, to be fair, mate, I, I'd agree you're going to play the Rico next season. We're going to return the favour for you because your ground's falling apart, mate. So see you next season. I was going to say, it might end up being that way, mate. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seeing you down there anyway but yeah no, I've been quite happy to see that our clubs are on the rise because I know we, we've spoke before saying uh, that if we do we do both stay up then uh, I'll see you at the Rico next season lads <laughs> uh, really appreciate it Tom no worries it's been an absolute pleasure coming on cheers for having me guys take, take care mate right cheers pal see ya bye What's the Crack Podcast? Proudly sponsored by JMR Property Maintenance. From rewires to extension builds, JMR have it covered. Contact them today for a free, no obligations quote. Still here with Neil, still here with Katie, and we're now joined by our mates from Barnsley at Red Report. We spoke to more than I've spoke to our girlfriends in the past couple of weeks. Um, Stephen <laughs> Carlo, how are you doing, boys? Yeah, I'm not so bad. There, thank you. It's always good talking to you and get more sense out of that. <laughs> Especially after the three points on Sunday. Cheers, lads. Oh, yeah, don't mention it. Forward. No, we're not talking about that tonight. <laughs> not tonight. No, 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 no. 
Uh, <laughs> boys, straight into it. Um, Steve, you first, mate. Super League. Oh, it's a it's a joke, man. It's a joke. Uh, watched Gary Neville on Sky. Watched him on YouTube again. Roy Keane, Joy, uh, Jamie Cadigan last night. Monday night football. Everybody damning it. Um, even royalty getting involved and damning it. Um, they ought to be ashamed of the sense, man. It's it's a it, you know it's a working class sport. It's for the people, uh, and this is just all about money. That's all it is. Money, pure and simple. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Um, Carlo, I, I, I spoke to you earlier, kind of uh, over a message, and one thing I wanted to touch on, you know, so, some people who listen to us may or not know. Obviously, you've got your Dutch roots. How can they have a European Super League with no Dutch clubs? Is, is something that baffled me. Have you seen anything reported from like Dutch media uh, in, in how this European Super League in inverted commas has been taken? Um, other than in the in the sort of everyday press uh, condemning it. Um, as I read, obviously in Dutch, a really good piece. Um, 12 clubs with a combined debt of 7.4 billion. Fucking this hell. wasn't for the fans. This isn't because of the pandemic. That's because for these clubs, it's no longer a working man's sport, is it? Hmm. I remember Man City coming to Barnsley and bringing four or 500 fans. And they had players that grew up in the local area were proud to wear that shirt. And then somebody comes in, buys the club, Spends millions, billions, billions. Now they're in debt. And it, it's a way out, isn't it? And it, it takes everything away from what we like about football. 100%, mate. I'll I, I tell you what, I, I think for me, the most surprising thing is... What, what, what upstairs, we, in, in Wi-Fi's gone again. I see, mate, you're still there, Carla. It's that Yorkshire Wi-Fi, it's gas-powered, that's trouble. <laughs> <laughs> the hamster's died on the hamster wheel. <laughs> Yeah, Carla, to be fair, mate, obviously, we, we interviewed you when we talked, talked about Barnsley, and you sounded proper Yorkshire, but we're talking about, oh, yeah, you've got, you sound like Mark of Ancurry, mate. What are you doing with your accent? <laughs> it's when, when I get really passionate about something, those Dutch roots come through again. And I don't mean me air. Um, no, it, it is what made me really angry more than anything is that they blamed the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. during the pandemic, where 130 or thousand people have lost their lives, during a pandemic when people still paid for season tickets, bought shirts, match day passes, and supported their clubs, and then they say, "Thank you very much. What we're going to join this little gang?" And you know, it's it's just ah, oh, it gets me really mad as you can guess. You. <laughs> Obviously, we've been recording now for the last hour and so much has happened in the last hour, breaking as we've been recording. They're now obviously saying that Ed Woodward has resigned as chairman of Manchester United and there's rumours that um, Juventus's chairman has also too resigned. Do you think that they've taken a cop out? Um, I Yes, I think they thought it was the right decision, but the power of fans should never be underestimated. Also, um, I don't know how true it is, Bloomberg are reporting that UEFA are in negotiations for a €6 billion Euro, um, funding sort of exercise, whatever you want to call it, to make the Champions League uh, maybe more attractive to, to teams and things like that. So I think some of these clubs, I think they've withdrawn knowing that actually there might be a better alternative. My yeah. problem still remains, though, that 
Here we go. Teams like Barnsley. I've had to take a little loan of the EFL just to keep things ticking over. And these clubs in billion and billion of depth, it's almost like somebody says, oh, we'll, we'll come up with something that will work for everybody. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, I, th- I think it is a cop out. I, th- I, I really, really think it's, it's, it's a cop out. And it wasn't. I th- when's the last time 95% of the people in England were behind Leeds in a football match? Because I think everybody <laughs> was for Leeds yesterday when, yeah, they, played, when they played Liverpool. And that, sh- and that shows, I think, how passionate football fans are. Hundred percent. I, I, I just want to play devil's advocate for a second with, with you, Pat. Um, you're currently in the top six of the championship, so the Super League goes ahead, and those six clubs disappear, and the Premier League turn around and say, "Well, we'll just take the top six from the championship." So you're guaranteed Premier League football next season. Are you then tempted to say it's a good thing? No, no. I, I, I will not earn the right. No, I will not earn the right to say whether through well, obviously, it would be if anything happens through the playoffs. Um, we in that season, we came through. We ended up in the playoffs. Then we beat a team home and away. Then we went to Wembley and won a football match. And we've earned the right to say we are Premier League, but even, even if it is just for the one season. No, I love that, mate. Love that. No, I mean, I look at it from a slightly different point of view. To be quite honest. I mean, they're saying that players who play in this this Super League won't be playing for the national teams. Uh, you know, they're not going to be playing in, in, you know, other prestigious cup competitions. Now, to me, I mean, you look at your Alan Shearers, you look at your Gary Linekers, you look at people today, they want, they want caps, they want medals in the cabinet. The, you know, for me, true sportsmen and women, obviously, um, want to be recognised for the sport that they take part in. They want a World Cup. They want a European Cup. You can't tell me. I mean, PSG apparently. Is, I think PSG is one of these clubs that's not taking. I don't want to take part in it. But and they've got that, arguably, yeah. arguably one of the best players in the world in Mbappe. Don't, so if he stays, don't forget, at though, P- don't forget though, Steve. Their sponsor is the main sponsor of the Champions League. So. I'm not saying it's not for the right reasons, but it could be a big influence. No, but that's what I'm saying. It shouldn't be. For a, for a true professional sports person, it shouldn't be about the money. 100%. It should be what it is. It's the from four, five-year-old getting up every, every, you know, every Sunday morning to take kids to football, to, to get them into academies, to get them through in, in football clubs. Barnsley, excellent academy. Lots of teams have got good academies bringing players through. And the drive for them is they want to play for the country. They want to win medals. They want to win trophies. They're not going to do that if they join this Super League. So that, to me, your true players won't go for it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, 100%, you know, as a kid, when I was playing football, I wanted to play at the FA Cup final. I didn't want to finish fourth in a European Super League. Yeah. So I think, it, you know, it, it, like you say, it's that dream, that desire to lift trophies and and have that success rather than, like you say, yeah, I, I'll be a multi-millionaire, but if Arsenal are barely in the top 10 at the minute and they want to go to an, a European Super League. The biggest point is, I listened to us about Guardiola, and if there's no winners and no losers, 
There's no sport. So what's the fucking point in playing it if there's no yeah. winners and no losers? What is the point in playing the game? The, the football is about winning or losing or drawing. What's the fucking point in playing for me? What is the point? I, I, it just, just sterilises it, doesn't it? Yeah, it just makes it a sterile... Look at NFL, which is what they're going to base it on and what it'll probably evolve into if it ever goes through. But what is the point in that? You get end up with one or two players, uh, one or two teams that you know take part in, in, in Cup uh, for them. But everybody else, it's you don't hear out about it because they're all some note games. You're not playing. You're not playing for anything. And I think the the chairman or the owners of these clubs, they're not football fans, are they? You know, was it Glazier that came out a couple of years ago that said it took me eighteen months to find out what the offside rule meant? Did he say that? Did he? Yeah. And I get he's vice chairman of the Super League. Yeah. And I get that there is, and, and Barnsley fans don't like talking about it, but you have to. A, a, a football club is also a business. But most of all, fans identi- identify with that business on a Saturday at three o'clock in those colours in that stadium. And that's where you have to draw the line. Um, the best thing I've read today, and I'm, I'm going to have to read it to you because I thought it was absolutely amazing, was Everton Football Club today who made a statement that said this. Six clubs choosing to disrespect every other club with whom they sit around the Premier League table. Six clubs taking for granted and even betraying the majority of football supporters across our country and beyond. At this time of national and international crisis and a defining period for our game, clubs clubs should be working together collaboratively with the ideals of our game and supporters utmost. Instead, these clubs have been secretly conspiring to break away from a football pyramid that has served them so well. And I just think that just shows it's not about Everton not, not taking part in that. To me, every club and every fan, that's what they've basically said, isn't it? You know, you've done really well and now you want to piss off. Um, and I think it's great. And I think question to you guys, I suppose, is Tomorrow they'll make an announcement and say, okay, it's not going ahead, it's off the table. Should there be some sort of punishment or backlash for these clubs? A million percent. For me personally, I think think there should be a points deduction. I I think you're right. I think um, the the money men involved, Clive Woodward, for instance, should never be allowed to work anywhere near football ever again. I I think that's, that's one thing that I'd say. Is you know it's a lifetime ban for people like that, um, and you're right that, that that has to be some sort of repercussion. You know they they have brought the British game into disrepute, as it were. So that there has to be some sort of repercussion in my book. I think yeah. that although they deserve punishing, point deduction is it the right way? Those players have had nothing to do with this, and so, those players have played week in week out, and fans didn't know yeah. about it. We've been on the receiving end of starting on seasons with minus 10 points for stuff that has got nothing to do with the players. And it's harsh and it's horrible on them. There's got to be some way of punishing them, which doesn't affect the actual team. But I've got a question for you for, and I was going to say, tomorrow, wake up and you're all, you're all now Manchester City fans, okay? How do you feel as a fan? Do you still buy that season ticket for next season? Do you still buy that shirt, knowing what the club were prepared to do to you as a fan? Uh, I'll go first. No, absolutely not. Not a chance of spending a penny. See, I've got to, I've got to slightly disagree with that, and, and I'm going to point that Katie made. I'm supporting the club, and I'm supporting the players. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, yeah. I, I, I'm going to bring this back to Barnsley. We've got a guy in Asia who's a multi-billionaire who owns our club. Don't put out into it because it's just another one of these. He's probably got a, a gold pig or, you know, a Rolls Royce made out of bleeding <laughs> salmon skin and all this. Do you know what I mean? He's got more money than he knows what to do with. To him, it's a toy. But I'm not supporting him. I'm supporting my team and my players, my manager. Now, when all this is sort of, I suppose, boiled down to it, they're not going to do a points deduction. They're not even going to fine them. Because if they do, what amount do you fine a club that's run by multi-billionaires? It's going to be it's nothing. It's a, it's, it is a business. But to them, look at Glazers. How much is Manchester United worth to them in respect of everything else that they own? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's and to be honest, it's not. They own far bigger franchises in America and far more money. Yeah. For me, you're still supporting that club. Yeah, you know what? They've, they've made an ass of the Sens. They've dropped a bollock. They're going to have to come back on bended knees. But at the end of the day, you support your club. I, I have to say, I go back to our previous owner, who was a local lad, Patrick Ryan, God rest his soul, who once said to us in an interview, um, I'm merely the custodian of the club because without the fans, there is no club. And, and, he, and he took that really, really seriously. And I think the only way you can punish, and, and it's hard, isn't it? Because you go look back at the Blackpool, look back at Blackpool and what they did. They, majority, 80% of the fans, um, stopped going to home matches because that's where it hurt the club. And and they got there in the end, didn't they? I mean, it took a lot of doing because I know the, um, and Steve knows, Ben Mansford, who was the Barnsley CEO, is now CEO at, at Blackpool. And his his job list, number one, is fan engagement, get fans involved, um, for a championship club like us, the fact that maybe three, four times during the season, we get invited to a fan engagement with, if any of the owners are there, they're there, but the CEO is always there, normally somebody from the coaching staff, and nothing is off the table. Don't get me wrong, if somebody says, how much money is this player on or whatever, no. But when it goes oh. about the plans, the future, there is a fan engagement, it is a representative from every single fan group, the podcast, like ourselves, you know, we, we're involved and, and we're there. And that's that's how you keep your fans. That's by... Mm. And I'm, they're not going to ask us for an okay to say, should we do this or should we do that? But at least they listen and they make time. And I think if any, if I was a Man City fan, it, it, it'd be like... For me, I think, well, you know what? No, I wouldn't buy a season ticket. I'll, I'll do the iFollow route. I'll, I'm not going to sit there and buy the shirt and put money in their pockets. And... I think the problem is, though, with, with clubs like that, unless 60 70% do it, it's one empty seat that somebody else will snap up. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I agree with you know a lot of what's percent around the table, as it were. Um, I, I think I agree with what Steve said, the fact that it, it's, it's the name on the front of the shirt that, that matters to me. Um, and uh, you touched on the custodian point of view. I've always been a keen advocate that I think that fan owned, fans should have a place on the board of every football club. I think that should be mandatory. Um, I wouldn't want to cut my nose off to spot my face and say I, I'm not going to buy a season ticket for whatever reason. Because, like, you know, we've touched on the, the, the players and the manager haven't been involved in these discussions. But there does need to be some sort of 
I don't know if the protest is the right word, but the, the, the people in charge need to understand exactly what it's done to us as fans. Yeah. Um, and whether that's turning up to the stadium and standing outside, or what, I, I don't know. But I, I'd like to think that somehow the, the money men and the decision makers, they're the ones that are punished. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I don't be saying, mate, but in, and this sounds quite bad, but if, if I'm a billionaire owner and I own a football club, do I really care what 10,000 fans are saying? No, I don't because I'm going to make billions off it. So, as I, I, agree, mate. Stuff, I agree. I think that's how they feel. They think, oh, fans, are, fans aren't happy. However, I'm going to make a billion pounds off it. So, who gives a fuck? Do you know what I mean? It's bad, but I think, I think that's what they think. Yeah. Is this where you need to be bringing in then an independent regulator? Somebody that's not connected to any at clubs or anything like that that can give an unbiased as I say, unregulated control of what is a multi-billion pound uh, business. Yeah, yeah it, that, that's, that's something you've got to look at, yeah. It, 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 it needs something, doesn't it? Because the football means a lot to us. We, we sit here on a Tuesday night to talk about football because it means something to us. It means even more because for the last year, a year and a bit, we've not been able to go and see it and win, lose or draw, we've not been able to support our team in person. The owners of these clubs don't really care. Look at the, the Cardiff a few years ago. Don't even care about what the home colour is. They'll change it if they oh. want to because that's how they feel. So it's, it's rather than buying another yacht or another big car or another home, let's buy a football club. And that's yeah. where I praise my lucky stars. When, 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 we, when Barnsley got taken over by this consortium, um, I think everybody was a bit like, mm, you know, we're not going to never be the new next Man City because you can't just pump millions into a club and try and buy success. But what they've been really good at is keeping engaging the, the fans and keeping the club running like it's always been run with the same identity, the same colour, the same stadium. And um, it's still a business to them. Yes, of course it is. And if I asked them about, you know... Um, the 1997 season, what was your highlight in the Prem? They wouldn't have an idea because they were only interested 100%. in what financially they could gain by buying this club. You know, let's not kid that they've been... No owner ever comes out and said, well, what I, you know, when I was eight, my first football shirt was a Man City one. Sheikh Mansour's not going to say that because it was just a business opportunity. And they forget about the emotional part and all they look at is the profit and loss. And with the, the losses they're all running at, they needed a solution to their problems. And they got together and thought, hmm, we'll do this, we'll blame the pandemic, and we'll get away with it. But, well, again... Can I, I, can I just add to pounds. that? Can, can I just add to that that it, it, it's a business, yeah, and we know it's a business. To be honest, you could take football out of it because they're not interested in football. Football's not the, the big point for these, for these owners... The big point for these owners is the players that they've got and the endorsements and the promotions that they can get through big companies, you know, Sharp and all that, that manual used to have on the shirts and what they've got on now. The actual game of football has got absolutely nothing to do with these people. They're not interested. All they're bothered about is the exposure it gets. And let's be honest, the markets they're looking at is Asia, you know, China, these sort of places, they're untapped. They're not interested in a season ticket holder sitting in Old Trafford because they can get more money at a, a Chinese bloke sat in his 
front room in wherever. I'm going to set Mayflower then because that's the only Chinese that I know. Anyway, that's, <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? That's where you're going to get. That's where the, they're trying to target where money's coming from. They're not bothered about football. Do you know what I find most sad? I think that the last, what, 48 hours, everyone's rallied on social media and you can't escape it on news channels. And it's because people fear that football isn't going to be the same. But there was nowhere near this amount of coverage when clubs like Leighton Orient, Coventry, Blackpool, all the clubs that nearly went bust. But because it's the top six and they might be escaping, all of a sudden, everyone wants to know about it. But when clubs were asking for financial help, no one was interested. You know what? It's such a good point because... As you well know, Barnsley survived on the last day of the season because we Brantford and Wigan got points deducted. Yeah. Why did Wigan get points deducted? Because the EFL um, granted ownership of the club to some bloke who then three weeks later tried selling it. And there mm. were all sorts of irregularities. I feel for the Wigan fans. I don't think it's fair to blame us for what happened to them because this point yeah, deduction, but, you know. But absolutely spot on. Because it's Man City, because... Um, you know, it's maybe not so much Arsenal and Spurs, but Liverpool because of, um, it, it is. And when another club goes, um, you know, close to financial ruin or, or, or cease to exist, it's it's just taken in, isn't it? Um, and I think the EFL has for a while been, um, I don't know, can I say maybe not run by the right people? Um, too, oft, too often, um, well... Look at Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson came out today saying he might even if some laws might have to be invented to stop this happening. But hundred thousand people could go and watch a horse race in the well at the start of a, a pandemic when we knew it was highly contagious. Carl, I, I'll be honest, mate. I, I was at Cheltenham when, when you talked. I was there. So, <laughs> oh, right, so you were spread it, is it, Dave? I should have known. Super super spreader. Super spreader is his name. But but, it, but it's right. If 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 Chesterfield, who've had their problems, and it's not far from here, when when they were on the brink of ceasing to exist. It might have been headline news in South Yorkshire, but I don't yeah. think any other news channel in the country paid any attention to it. Um, and, and I think maybe that's where the, the, the power of fans need to, need to come back. And um, it, it, it's a shame because every football fan's been sort of united. No matter what colour you wear, no matter what the badge says on the front, you know, even we stood side by side with the supporter of those clubs that could have been impacted by, by this. But like you say, when a club is nearly going out of business or, or something's gone wrong, we just go about our own business, don't we? So it, it, it mm. is. And I think there's a lesson to be learned there. And I think what, what you just said, Neil, you know, some sort of fan's voice in, in the running of the club. And I, I don't expect them to sit in on interviews with players or negotiations on salaries, but just on the long-term plans of clubs. Um, things like fan engagement, I think that, that would be, go a huge way of, of, of getting fans together and standing up against these things. Would this not be the same as well as take this opportunity maybe, again, like I said, having an independent body, maybe having new new faces in FA, new faces in actual football? Because let's face it, probably all members of FA are over 100 years old. It's old boys' network. It's always been old boys' network. I don't care what anybody says. Face fits. 
you know, school tie and all that, all lined up ready to be a toast rack when they were at school. We've all played that game. Uh, you know what I mean? It, and it's it's now where younger generations and, yes, younger people need to be stepping up and getting into these jobs and bringing new ideas. And it's not just football. It's, it's all areas of life, I think. We've got this opportunity now. We're coming out of pandemic. We've got a lot of stuff that needs to be put right. And this is an ideal opportunity to start changing things. Million, 100%, million. mate. Um, Steve, Carlo, Red Report for Barnsley. It's been a pleasure, as always, boys. We'll catch always. up again soon. 100% we'll catch up again soon. Um, no before, doubt. Before we'll be next season. Um, <laughs> if, if you get if you get promoted, we'll have to number one view again to celebrate promotion. Um, we'll talk about it when you get when you sign Chaplin in summer. Uh, hey. I told you a million times keep that bloke I don't want anything to do with <laughs> uh, boys it's been an absolute pleasure take care uh, see you later boys speak soon take Bye. it easy guys you are listening to What's the Crack welcome back to What's the Crack podcast we are here now with Josh he's a Spurs fan he's, he's a massive Spurs fan as well um, Josh you're our last guest mate um, first question everyone we've asked Super League What's your opinion, mate? It's not football, is it? It's um, for me. It's it was a franchise. I say was because I'm lucky. You guys have been recording since seven. It now looks like it's collapsed, which shows fans do still have a little bit of power. This is the chance that we've got to get, grab that power properly. Ed Woodward's gone from United. The Glazers will go soon. FSG will go soon from Liverpool. Hopefully, at Spurs, we can get rid of Enoch. Since since they joined Spurs in 2001, when they took over from Sugar, they've been. I think they've been planning for this. They've been planning for a. It just it everything about it makes me angry, and mm. I get. I've I've gone on a rant three or four times today, and it's it was. Look, the concept business wise, I completely understand it. You can't not understand. I think all of us get why they're doing it business-wise. It makes business sense. But football clubs aren't businesses. They're not businesses. They're, you know, Spurs was formed under a lamppost by 11 blokes that wanted something to do in the winter when the cricket season wasn't on. So, you know, it's to, to put into words the feelings of it, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't a competition. It wasn't a sport. Look, the... The NFL works in America because it's always been the only way the NFL works. Yeah. Football can't work like that. Look, if they want to start a franchise, these owners, go off, have have Dubai FC who play in Dubai, have Red Bull FC that play somewhere, have whoever FC, eight of them that are franchises that are a bit like the MLS. But don't do it with our clubs. Don't do it with the clubs. I, I, I would have said this if Spurs weren't involved and it was, I mean, you've got a Coventry shirt on and if it yeah. had Coventry that had been taken away, it's like what MK Dons did. Yeah. It's exactly, it's, it's, but, but, but worse. It's, it's worse. So obviously, you know, you've got a vested interest in this more than kind of, I'd say I have as a, as a, as a Coventry fan. Um, when the news got announced, what, what, were, what were your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts were, I wasn't, <sighs> I wasn't surprised because of who our owner is. Mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised. Is, is, because... is that is that in terms of, in terms of Levy or? Well, I'll put it this way: I've never seen Joe Lewis at the Spurs ground 
and he hides away on his little boat in Barbados buying paintings yeah. with the money he takes out of the club. So yeah, I, I'm not I'm I'm not surprised because everything they do, they you know, the one bit that you saw from Levy in that Amazon documentary, he didn't mention the football performance. He mm. mentioned the commercial bit and the NFL. Like, yeah. look, I, I, I still think that at some point, if if we have Enoch in charge of Spurs, in the next five years, there'll be an NFL franchise that play at our stadium as their home games. We will be sharing our ground with them. I, 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 generally, I generally think that's what the whole rebuild of the stadium was about. I think the NFL part funded it deep down. I don't know yeah, if that could be proven, but I, I generally think that was the case. Yeah, yeah. look, I probably is. I... I I, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised it happened because it's a money grab and look, we, we know how Daniel Levy works. He's all about money. He's all about money. He's all about money. He's not about anything else. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think the Mourinho sacking within 24 hours of that being announced, I, I'm not buying that it's performance related. I'm not buying that. No, it, yeah. To, to, to be fair, George, I've got to make a few points on that. First of all, for me, um, in terms of Levy, for, from the outside, until this week, I thought he was a good chairman. Um, in, in, terms, in terms of Mourinho, I think personally, if if he if he win with the cup final, I think he can he can do Spurs for unfair dismissal, so they make a bit of money from it. Um, but I just think in general, I just don't get it. Like, for me, you, you sack Mourinho, where'd you go after him? You, you were putting Ryan Mason, mate. No, no disrespect to Ryan Mason and, and, and Chris Powell. What the fuck is going on at Tottenham? What is going on? Um, look, I think, yeah, like, I, I mean, I have to be honest, I haven't thought about the fact that we've got rid of Mourinho the last 24 hours. It's all been about, well, mm. I, I said I've, I've got a WhatsApp group that's popping down all, all the time at the moment where I was, I, I chatted to the lads and I, one of them in there is an AFC Wimbledon fan. I, I never, I always got it. I didn't fully get it. Yeah. But for the last hour, I've been the happiest I've been in the last forty-eight hours. I was, I was mm. just constant sadness, like thinking, "Oh, I've gone to my last Spurs match." Like I wouldn't have gone. I, wow. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't go. I, that, 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 that's, I, a, I, that's a massive yeah. statement, mate. Massive statement. I wouldn't have gone. Um, and I, I, I said to my mate. Right, sell the AFC Wimbledon dream to me. Like I, I, I was just I would either gone to Aldershot, which is my local club. Would would I go to Coventry or do I want to go because I went to uni there? Like I was looking mm. at right, what 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 of these clubs do I what do I want to be a part of? Coventry's got its own problems with your owners. We all know that, but it's on. But look, you still got your club in. They've not yeah. ta- yes, they've taken you to Birmingham, but you've still got your club. That I wouldn't have gone. Uh, it, so, it, it, I, I went to Northampton and Birmingham twice purely yeah. for the fact I, I didn't want to punish myself but miss out watching us live but I understand people, people didn't want to go so I think you get that yourself that was the thing I, I, I said to my dad yesterday and look I, my, my dad wasn't I, I, I think he might have been slightly bizarrely he was slightly in favour of this Super League because okay. he he wasn't in favour of the concept I don't think of but he he loves the Champions League, loves it, and he was just like, "Why, if we can play Barcelona every week, why do we why do we want to play Burnley?" But then when you explain to him the competition and all of that, at that point you, you sort of think, 
there's not a leg to stand on. The, 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 the idea of playing Barcelona and Real Madrid, love it. Like, I, I say to my mates, the year that we got in the Champions League under Redknapp was the best year as a Spurs fan. Oh, we yeah, 100%. Were we, were, we were in there with the big boys at the San Siro. And then we suddenly got Real Madrid and got battered by him because Crouch got sent off after 15 minutes. <laughs> but, I remember that game. But you're in there with the big boys and you've earned it. And then, and then he, because you've earned it, you want to get back there. You love it that much. And we don't deserve to be there at the minute. I know everyone's saying why Spurs and Arsenal in a Super League. They've never done anything, but we're the ninth richest club in the world. But it shouldn't be about that. It should be about merit. 100%. Mm-hmm. See, uh, uh, this is something that I wanted to touch on. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. James Corden did a video trying to explain to his American audience what all the fuss was about, yeah. mm. and uh, and he said, you know, we are a massive club, but they've never they've won as many Premier Leagues as Tottenham have. I, I, I get that Tottenham are a richer club, but it should be on merit. Leicester City have won more Premier Leagues than, than Tottenham, which you know, yeah. it, it, it's it, it's facts. You, you know, you can Blackburn Rovers have. That's something that we cannot deny. Um, so it should be on merit. But like you say, it's down to the fact that you are the non-fridges club in the world, so you've got the money that you can put up to get into it and kind of have that commercial conversation. Yeah, I mean, look at the bloke that's running it. It's Florentina Perez, Real Madrid. They're the worst-run club in the world. They're 900 million in debt. They're currently playing Champions League games at their ho- uh, Champions League home games at a training ground because they're... Santa, the burnabout is a building site. Fucking okay. That, that, that's, that's what's happening. Mm. Did, did you see the classico? Uh, was it this weekend or the weekend before? I can't remember. But literally, you've got one of the biggest club games in the world football being played at a training ground. I mean, yes, their training ground is probably a bit better than most training grounds. It's they've got a similar thing to City, where it's actually a stadium their reserves play at. But surely, no matter what your building works are. A club that size, we were, we played at Wembley, and we don't we. I mean, yeah. we fit, literally, yeah. We played at Wembley. We played with a corner taken out at White Hart Lane, and then we moved into a, the new place. We haven't. I mean, we haven't had a full season at home with fans for nearly seven years, but but you know, it's a bit. It's yeah. The guy that's running it is a businessman that doesn't know how to run a business. I've got, I've got to ask you a, a personal interest. I've seen it on Sky. The new ground looks fucking beautiful, mate. Oh, mate! It, look, it's it's it is, and oh, I I don't like pray I don't like praising our ownership, but they've nailed it. They've absolutely <laughs> nailed it. Um, because when I look, I, I went, I've been to the Emirates a couple of times. I've seen us lose five two there, and you know when we were two 0 up. But that ground, it's. The way that that ground is, you're sort of, it's so shallow. It's you sat so far from the pitch. It's not quite yeah. West Ham style, but it's. Um, I was that's what I was worried about. But then you go in and I sit in the seven, in the in the wall of sound, which the oh, 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 which oh, is oh, an oh, American. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks unbelievable, mate. And the better that they've got safe standing set up, so we all stand. I mean, the oh. stewards, the stewards. The bits that haven't got safe standing, they tell people to sit down. Our bit, I've never been asked to sit down once. It's four pound a pint. It's what, what in in London? It, in the ground. In Fuck the ground. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. You, it opens two and a half hours before kickoff, and if you're in 
the ground within an hour of it opening, pie and a pint for a fiver. Oh. Oh. Okay. To be, you, you can't knock it. You can't argue that, can you? No. You can't knock that. And But then the best part of it, when it's the NFL, so when they did have the NFL games there two years ago, they charged them £8 a pint. So they're not charging, like they've said it, so they've got that. You, you, I, I, I like that part of it. I was like, you've got this right. For, for a minute, I thought, oh, you actually care about this. Yeah. And everything they did well, like the Pochettino years, there was clearly a bond between the fans and the players. Mourinho mm. never got the chance to build a bond with the fans because he, did, he only had 12 home games where there were fans in the ground. But when, when we lost Poch, you're always going to lose that bond, I think. It, it all comes from the 18 months where we didn't sign a player. Dude, Josh, how, do you, how do you feel personally? Because obviously you mentioned yourself there. There was only 12 games with Jose where you could win a bomb with him. Obviously, as a Cough fan, lower league football for the past how many years now? But Mourinho, for me, he is unbelievable. So, as a Spurs fan, without trying to build that bond, how do you feel about Mourinho? You're a fan? You're not a fan? We, we've just sacked a manager that's won more trophies than our club has in 100, however many years. Oh, it's 100. Nail, nail on the fucking head. There you go. Oh, 100, 139 years. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, but, at the same time, there looks to be some issues with players that weren't playing yeah. with him, weren't playing for him. There, it's there was issues with the fans. There was a big fraction of fans that weren't happy. And you know, when when he came in straight away, he wasn't going to be popular because of the Chelsea link. Um, mm. He wasn't going to be popular because in the past of what he had said about us. But a lot of fans didn't want to, didn't want him to succeed. He's got yeah. us to a cup final. He's got us to a cup final, and had we're we're still in with the hunt of fourth. We're still in with that hunt of fourth. We won't get it, I don't think. But and we're in a cup final. If you want someone in a one-off game, if someone said to you in a one-off game, who do you want to manage it? Jose yeah, Mourinho's all that. Mourinho's all there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I, I think the, the Amazon program has shown how much of a tactical genius he is. Yeah. Um, the, the, that game, I can't remember what game it is, but he pushes Serge Aurier up further up the field and tells yeah. him he's going to score, and he does. Like, yeah. no, no, no Spurs fan would have seen that coming that day. No, no. Yeah, even then, the, even the most diehard would have been like, not a chance. But then you see that, and you go, he's a genius. And it was the United game. Uh, the first that was in the documentary straight after the lockdown we're 1-0 up at half time or we're 1-0 down whatever it is he says within 10 minutes they bring Paul Pogba on he's going to get the ball in centre midfield he'll knock the ball over the top to Rashford on the left wing you've got to be careful do not 10 minutes into the second half they do the sub well at half time they do the sub 10 minutes in he knocks this ball over and it happens he'd drawn mm. it in front of them he'd drawn it like he's, he is a genius and look we, I always said, if he gets us to a cup final, he wins it. That'd be unbelievable. I, I'm gutted that we can't be there on Sunday. Um, it'll be look, Ryan Mason. Nothing against him. He's he's the right man for right now because he he loves the club. He'll yeah. bring a bit. He'll bring. It's a good political football. Shouldn't have politics in it for God's sake. But it's a good political move. Do you know what it reminds me of? When Tim Sherwood came in. Don't say that. Oh, not, not that bloke. <laughs> no, 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 but, yeah, yeah, but, but I, know what you mean. I do know what you mean, yeah. 
if memory serves me right, when Sherwood first came in as like caretaker and you know, it it was welcomed by the fans and he did well. It just went really sour when he got found out. Yeah, yeah. It 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 was it it was welcomed because he brought in players like Ryan Mason and now it brought in the Academy lads. He let them play. Mm. And at the time we were dreadful. We were awful. But by awful, I mean we were finishing eighth. Um, but we were we didn't play good football. I think who did he replace? He replaced AVB, and we just got beat five nil by Liverpool the night before. Yeah, mm. and at the time I thought it was harsh. AVB was sacked, but look, he's never gone on to do anything else. Um, yeah, but that was our owners being cheap. They gave him an eighteen month contract, Tim Sherwood, for winning three games or something, and then and then I'm sacked sorry. him. And yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I we should have seen what's happened coming with our owners, the way they deal with managers. They sacked Martin Joel at half-time of a Europa League game. So, uh, sacked him at half-time? Yeah, against Getafe. It broke on... It broke in... I, I was... Was I there? I think I was there. We were all downstairs having, having a beer or whatever. I mean, I was only about 15 and it's coming through on people's phones. Joel had been sacked. I mean, Joel come out to the dugout after half-time. Uh, half it, it, it broke that it had been sacked. And the new manager was in the ground. Fuck it. That's, that's blew my mind. Yeah. That's blew what? my mind. <laughs> and this poor bloke. Yeah. Without Martin Joel, without Martin Joel, Tottenham are between 12th and 9th place team in a league. Just to turn to that game, did you win the game against Getafe or? I think we were 2 0 up and we drew 2 all. I'm not fucking surprised, to be fair. I think. Look, I don't think Joel was popular with players, from what I've heard. But he was very popular with the fans. I, I, from, from an outside point of view, yeah. I, thought he was good, I thought he was a good manager. Yeah, yeah. look, he, he took us from... I mean, when he took over, we'd had... Who would we had? We had Santini for the first 13 games, then he decided to leave. Mm. Joel takes over, and if it wasn't for a dodgy bit of pasta, he takes us into the Champions League. Yeah, well, well, yeah, was that against Arsenal? Yeah, so it was the Arsenal's last year at Highbury. We had West Ham on the last day of the season. Yeah, well, game. Yeah, you come out of the train station and you're getting phone calls from your mates who are Arsenal fans saying, "Is your game still on?" Well, why? Why wouldn't it be? Well, apparently all your players are ill, and mm. you've you've had a dodgy lasagna. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a so corrupt, one. ain't it? Oh mate, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's it is horrible. I I I really hope we're punished. I hope all all six teams. I I if if it was me, I would start them all next season on minus twenty. Wow. Start starts all next season on minus twenty, and ban us from Europe from t- for two years. You yeah, but, but but Josh, you said it, mate. If that happened, you're probably going to be playing in two years in championship, mate. I mean, if I think if we started on minus twenty, we'd have enough to stay. Well, we'd probably have enough to stay up. We, mm. We'd get to we'd get to sixty points. Yeah. So we'd get to forty. But but, but playing devil's advocate here, you've got to think if you're banned from European competition for two three years, the likes of Harry Kane's son go. Well, I want to go and play in Europe, so I'm off. Yeah. Oh no. Look, 
So, so yeah. then, you know, you've got a whole rebuilding process where look, you, look you then become... It, 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 that would be unfair on the fans. It would be unfair on the players. It would be unfair on the manager. It would be unfair on all these people. But that's the only way that you say to these owners, no, enough is enough. And you say to these owners, if you, if you find them, what does that do? Oh, it's a drop in the ocean, isn't it? Yeah, you, you, what does that do? If you take points off them and ban them from Europe, which is a mass, you can't find them enough that it's the same as missing out on Europe. They're saying that we, we've sacked Mourinho because if we get into the Europa League, that's enough to pay him off. So we, yeah. So we get 15 million or we, we need to, we've got to pay Mourinho this 15, 20 million, whatever it is. And if we get in Europa League, that's more than enough to pay him off. Don't let us go in it. Don't, don't let mm. us go in it. Don't yeah, us, 100%. Like, I, it hurts me to say that. Like, it hurts to say that we should be deducted. But, and if, they're, then they're, well, if there's six teams that start on minus 20, there's a very big risk you lose one of the big ones if they don't have a good season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I, I remember the season under uh, you had under Ramos, where was it the first before Harry Redknapp came? Was it before Harry Redknapp came in? We had less points than a triangle after eight games. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember my all jokes aside, a mate of mine got done for speeding, and the joke was, I've got more points on my license than Spurs have got this season. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we so there is there is that danger, but that I think I think there needs to be some sort of punishment. Just. They've tried, they've tried, it wasn't just, they didn't think about doing it. Like, it's not, they didn't think about doing it, they attempted to do it. It's not like, yeah. I, 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 it's, this sounds bad, uh, you guys can cut it out if you want to, but it's not like they thought about murdering somebody. They've actually attempted to do it and failed. No, 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 mate, I, I, I think you bang on. Yeah, it, it's staying in, I'll agree with it 100%. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, you, you, you get in trouble for attempted murder, so... There, there yeah, should be some uh, sort of ramification, I think. I don't know what. You, like. see, see, for me, I, I think it's unfair to punish you as a fan. Um, yeah, you know it. Yeah, it is. And the players who, obviously, a lot of them will come out and they want nothing to do with it. I think anyone who's been involved at the top, the chairman, CEO, whoever, who've made these decisions, should never be allowed near a football club ever again. I think that's... Like, the one about Edward was left Man, Man United. Never want to see his name into a football club ever again. We we all know how these fit and proper tests work. I mean, you you better than most. The fit and proper yeah. test isn't isn't fit and proper for. But I, I genuinely don't know. Obviously, with CSU and people like Charlton, Blackpool, yeah. how the fuck do they pass those tests? Because they're not fit and they're not proper. How do they pass the test? Brown envelopes, mate. Brown envelopes. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah. This. Yeah. The, the, I I mean, I would love that. I politics and football shouldn't come into it, and. But how good would it be if our government come out and said, right, we're bringing in the Germany rule. Every football club has to be owned 50% plus one share by the fans. That's then, something that then, I've, I've called for for years. Then all of a sudden, you know, you know, you can't have this situation because the fans aren't going to agree yeah. to that, are they? What fans going to agree to this? But for me, though, with that point, and it might be different with Spurs... I've been a cough fan 25, 26 years now, mate. 
Well, our fans are fucking useless. And I, I wouldn't trust them to hold my point for me, let alone trust them to charge my fucking club, you know what I mean? No, but don't you no, but that's where you've got elections and stuff like that. It's, yeah. you, 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 you get proper business... Look, you get a proper businessman to, to do yeah. the actual that bit, but fundamentally, look, we've all got supporters' trusts. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get the supporters' trust. Our supporters' trust, you know, it's run by two great people, Kat and Martin, and they, they, they've... They do a lot for the club. And if they were running the club, you know, yeah, okay, financially, every club might be worse off. But if every club's worse off, you know, you don't, you don't get that situation. Yeah, so it's, it's a level playing field. Yeah. For me, I think, I agree a little bit with what Dave said there in the fact that I think every fan base is the same. There's some absolute tools in the fan base who... Oh, yeah, some absolute <laughs> melons. <laughs> exactly. So, so I think personally... To be able to have a vote, you have to either have a season ticket or you have to buy a membership to kind of be able to be eligible for a vote. Yeah. Not, uh, not, in, in not those these decisions. Twitter fans. Not, not just these... Oh, 100%, 100% Josh. 100%. Look, look, at the same time, look. I, I, there's, there's a few people at Spurs that don't like the fact that we get a lot of South Koreans turn up. Yeah. How, how do you I, think but, about that? Because it's all money for you. I but love, I love it. Still love, it. love it, yeah. I love it. I, every, every, whenever we go, you know... They, they are so passionate about, mm. okay, the moment Sonny leaves or retires, they, they're gone they, 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 they go. But at the moment, when they, they sit in that big, if, if there's a couple of them sat in front of us at that big tier, they, sit, they sing the songs, which your businessman that's hosting something to try and sell someone a few stocks doesn't do. Right. They, mm-hmm. they're, 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 in, they're in there for... Warm up, kick off. They don't miss. They don't miss a kick. They've got their Spurs shirt on with sun on the back. So they've spent money in the club shop, and they celebrate that goal when it goes in. When it's sun, it is. It's unbelievable to see them when sun scores. They're there filming the big screen to say they were there, and it, it's amazing. But they 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 are proper fans. I, I mean, the Twitter ones that have never been to the ground. Look. I, I'm fortunate. I, I get to go to the ground. I know it's expensive. I will never say anything against somebody that can't afford to go, but mm. it's it's the armchair fan that's 40. I don't want to pigeonhole 14 year olds, but that's 14, sticks on his phone on Twitter yeah. and thinks who, this is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who hides behind a picture of Harry Kane as his profile picture? Yeah, yeah but, but, but I must because obviously a couple of years back, well, you beat us in the FA Cup, and I've, I've, I'm thinking, I, I've been to White Lane more than you have, do you know what I mean? Like, I've been there twice, but it's more than you've ever been there, so yeah, yeah. yeah it, look, I mean, I, I have this argument a lot of times. I, I've seen there's a few people you know that I've had an argument with, I've probably seen their team play, they they could go one. They could have a season ticket for a year, and I'd have seen their team play more times. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I, I, feel, I feel that every day when I go on Twitter, I think, nah, I'm not having that at all. Like I, I, I've seen Chelsea live probably twenty times through being drawn against them in the cup, cup finals, going to Stamford Bridge. There's there's Chelsea fans that have never been to Stamford Bridge. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm of the generation where uh, how, how Abra- old are you? Abra- 26. So, so I'm yeah, I, I'm 29. Abram- it's the same as me, really. Yeah, a couple of years. Abramovich's Abramovich's money came in. Anyone that had a slight interest in football, but not a proper interest in football, became a Chelsea fan. Yeah. 
So I know one true Chelsea fan, uh, like proper. I, yeah, I do. Uh, 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 he lives up here in Cov, but his words to me were, "I was a Chelsea fan when Cov used to beat the first game of the season." Like, I, like I was a Chelsea fan when we were shit. Are his exact words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and and that's kind of you, you know the, the fan that you're respecting, you you want involved, you know. And we get in Cov quite a lot because I'm a little bit older than you, Bear. I'm thirty. Two, I had to think that, yeah, I'm 32. Um, so, so, so when I was growing up, Man United would have signed. So I've got mates that I went to school with, they're huge Man United fans. I've been to Old Trafford more than I have. Mm. You know, and, and it's the same sort of thing that you're saying, you know, you've been, yeah. you've seen more Chelsea games than a lot of Chelsea fans on social media no, and stuff. So. Look, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. You, you can still be a passionate fan, but don't, don't like try and lecture me on how football should be run. 100%. And, and lecture me on, on certain things and, Goad me when my t- your team beats me, our team, yeah. because you, you, you've not been. You, you yeah. don't know that that feeling, and it's the people that. The, what, if the, oh, you're gonna get me going here. Uh, it's the ones on Twitter that are Spurs fans that you get these polls that they put on. Would you rather finish in the top four or win the Carabao Cup? A hundred percent the Carabao Cup. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, I, a it's a trophy, mate. Because, Look, yeah. as a cough fan. It's 2017, we won the check of trade, mate. Don't know what it's called now, but we won it, right? And that what day, a day out, that was. It, it was the best day of my fucking life, mate. My yeah, mile. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I'm a proper fan. U- we both cried. We had yeah, a lovely time. Yeah. I was at I was at uni at the time, and loads of my mates went down to the game. Um, like got tickets, and I went I went down to where did I go? I watched it in the castle. Quite a few. Yeah. 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 Few cough fans in there, brilliant. Um, you, you, you can't take that day away from people. Mate, unbelievable. Mm, 100%. It, it was better than when the playoffs because the playoffs game, I knew we'd win it. I, I didn't, I, I yeah. thought we'd lose to Oxford, I thought we'd lose that day. The playoffs, mm. I knew we'd win it, mate. It was better than that. Yeah, yeah. it's like t- 2008, that, that day, you know, we, we should we were never good enough to beat that Chelsea team, but oh, yeah, I remember that final. Was that Johnny for Woodgate? Yes, the wood, that's the Woodgate one where his face yeah. is like mangled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we weren't good enough to beat that Chelsea team, but we did. It's a cup final, and yeah, I, I still like you know you remember being in the pub before it, the celebrations after it. Like you're there, you're in the ground for an hour. When are you ever in the ground an hour after a game oh, except exactly. for a cup final? Yeah, well, it's, it's I mean, saying that last time we were to go for an hour, we'd stand up at White Lane in 1998, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's the Champions League final. What a day that was! Did did, did you go, mate? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, I know you got a beat, and I know it's heartbreaking. But how how was? I know you got a beat, but taking out the result, how was it? As a, obviously, as a cough fan, I dream of that in them sort of days. Apart from the look, it's it's a, it's a bit. We went with a Thomas Cook sort of travel thing. And my sister was put on a different flight to us, and her flight got cancelled, so she wow. missed the first twenty minutes of the game. Wow! So look, it's a bit. So my my opinion of the day is slightly tainted, but look, it's it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable event. Um, it was a shame that the fan, the way that the flights worked, like the fan park was sort of an hour by train, like tube into the city, because like all, it's at the Atletico Stadium isn't in the centre of Madrid. It's yeah. sort of yeah. A bit like Wembley, it's not actually in London, is it? It's oh, but over no, there. Nowhere, basically. Yeah. 
so it was an hour to the fan we we got there about six hours before and it's an hour to the fan park the fan park was only open for another hour and a half and it's an hour back and you know on that day you want to be in the ground three yeah. hours like an yeah. hour and a half before but, you wanna, yeah you, you want to take an hour for not that day didn't you and and we 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 stayed around the ground i mean it was boiling up it was about 45 degrees and there wasn't there's not a lot of shade around and you know you're it's expensive. It's about six pound a pint and all of that. But what what a day! It's just ruined after thirty seconds by giving a handball for hitting somebody's chest. But I'm not bitter about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, they, they, they're, they're great days, and you know that that that's the thing. I love the away days in Europe. I love last but, the last the last uh, place uh, uh, I went to was away to RB Leipzig. Yeah, unbelievable day. I, I got, got lost, mate. Were, were, you, were you at the San Siro when, when you beat them? No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't old enough then. Um, yeah, I was. I would only have been about fifteen. So, I yeah, wouldn't... you said. I, I bet you remember it was. I tell you that, don't you? You must remember the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just dancing around the coffee table downstairs when Crouch taps it in. Yeah, and Lennon running the length of the pitch. Um, I, I was there when, but the, I was there. I was there for the Bale one at White Hart Lane where he ran Mike on rapid, r- ragged two weeks after scoring a hat-trick at the San Siro. Um, but, yeah, we, yeah, mate, the European nights at Spurs are the best nights. When that when that Champions League music goes on, yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're playing Apoel from the, Cyp- the Champions of Cyprus or if you're playing... Barcelona in the new camp and you need a draw to get through mm. and you sat and I mean that Barcelona game I was sat in the I was sat in the wrong end I flew out there without a ticket and got a ticket in, 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 the, in the Barca end yeah I was sat in the Barca end there's about 10,000 Spurs fans in the, in the ground <laughs> our, 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 allocate, our allocation was 2,000 um, love that love that but, but the thing is to Barcelona it was a nothing game they were through you could buy a ticket like they had seasons. People were going in on Barcelona season tickets. There was all sorts going on. But that, yeah, that you could, those European nights are special because you've earned them. Yeah, uh, which, 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 which is essentially what we what, we, what this yeah. is why, why we're talking is. Yeah, um, in the last few minutes, um, sorry guys, just in the background, all of the Liverpool players have tweeted the same thing, um, and it's a statement that says we don't like it, we don't want it to happen. This is our collective position. Our commitment to this football club and its supporters is absolute and unconditional. You'll never walk alone. Um, fair, fair play to the players because, you know, we've touched on it. The players have no choice in this. There's rumours that, you know, that there's been a lot of player power. So I think it's great that the players are actually coming out and saying something. I mean, I don't know if you guys, you guys were probably recording, but you've probably seen the Luke Shaw statement that he's put so out. Fantastic. I mean, it sounds like him and Harry Maguire have got a big, big part to play in what's gone on at United the last, well, probably the last 24 hours. Because those, those players, were they, they've been hung out to dry. They, 100%. Um, and I, I, I can't stand Jürgen Klopp. I can't stand the bloke. But I felt sorry for him last Josh, night. Like, f- I hate Liverpool. I hate him. I can't stand the pair he's But he's got to field these questions that... You know, he's not made this decision. He didn't know about it till we knew about it. This is it. Just it was all dirty. You like 
you, you, you're, hear, you're hearing about it through, you're hearing that your employer is changing the way you work through the media. That's like Tesco's saying, right, we're not going to sell chickens the way we currently do. Instead, we're going to sell them live because we can get more money because it's fresh. <laughs> it's and you've, you've, got, you've got to pick on. up a live chicken and give it to yeah, somebody. Yeah, it's fucking like, bank. Like, like, it, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not the same, but it, your job's being changed without you even being consulted about it. Uh, yeah. Can I ask you a question, mate? Obviously, I don't know if you know much about our podcast, but we interview a lot of fans from around England. You've got to come on, mate, to talk about Tottenham for, for two hours. Oh, You've got absolutely, us. mate. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, it's fine. Definitely. Can't wait for I mean, yeah. 100%. Uh, the, the, the one last thing I wanted to, to quickly touch on when we talk about the players, uh, it's something I've seen this morning before, you know, all the news has come out this evening, was about the Scottish players, weirdly. Um, David's an Ireland fan, so he, he may kind of have some sentiment with this. But you've got the likes of uh, Andy Robertson, uh, Scott McTominay, McGinn, that have worked their arse off to get Scotland to the Euros this summer. And their clubs potentially taking away their opportunity to play at the Euros because you you know of, of the sanctions that were being put in place. I massively, massively agree with that. As you said, I'm an Ireland fan, and we're we're a small country, so are Scotland, so are Wales. But for people like Robertson and, and John McGinn to, to achieve that, how can someone with money take it away from them? They've earned that the whole life. How can you take it away from the players? You that, can't do that. That was, that was that was the thing. I think. I like to think it was an empty threat from UEFA that they wouldn't, if it had happened, they wouldn't punish the players because it wasn't them that did it. They would only punish the players once they'd opted to play for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're, I, I like to think that would have happened because, but also, it, what a threat! What a way to get the players just to say no, no to this. What a way! Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a good point, Josh. But I, I genuinely, I know, I know it was a, there was a threat made, yeah. but I, I don't think the players need it. I think the players think how we do. I don't think they need a yeah. threat, really. Do you? But at the same time, it gave it gave the players that little bit of leverage. I think. Yeah. You, you, you've got to remember you, these guys. Yes, they're earning whatever they're earning a week, but your your work to those means they're put, those FSG are putting the petrol in Jordan Henderson's car, and they're yeah, putting yeah. the roof over his kid's head. Essentially, mm. so now this has happened. Now they've put out what what a statement, by the way. I, I mean, I loved everything. It's basically what James Milner said on telly last night. I, I didn't know yeah. what to expect. I didn't know if the players would be brave enough, but I mean, I think Spurs will probably be the last team to pull out of it, unfortunately, because. But uh, as long as long but, but I think I think we will. I hope yeah. I will. I, I think it will collapse. As, as, I think it will collapse. But if you read the news now, it already has, hasn't it? Apparently, so. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, good, good riddance, and there will be punishments. What they are, they've got to accept. They've got to accept, and they've hopefully, if if the punishment, I said earlier about these, this a big points deduction. I that as you guys said, that's not fair on the players. That's not fair on the fans. It's either that because that punishes the owners, or you or you say to the owners, yeah, go, get rid. Yeah. I, I think for me personally, and we've been recording now for a couple of hours, but I've not answered this question. But I've asked, I've asked every single fan it. So as a cough fan, if we if we were offered to go in the Super League, for me, not a fucking chance. No, I, 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 I would rather go back to, to League Two than get going that going that league. I, I, I mean that as well. Generally mean yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Give me, give me more. Come away where it means something. Yeah, hundred percent. 
I, I, I said, I said to, to one of my mates, I've never been to Barnsley. I might, I, I, I'd be quite nice. I, I, I tell you but, what, Josh, it's fucking good away there, mate. You want to go there? Well, yeah. I, I, and and, and, and do, you want, do you want to really funny? Funny you should say that. Literally two minutes before we rang you, we were speaking to two Barnsley fans. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never been to Barnsley, so uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be up for that. That looks like they're coming up. Which, which, which you know. Back um, to the Dapper Ginola goal at, at Barnsley that time. Josh, uh, <laughs> we've got you on Facebook, mate. Genuinely, I want to get you on to talk about Spurs for a couple of hours, mate. If you're up yeah, for it, I'll mate, be a message, mate. Yeah, cool. Yeah, just let me know whenever you want to do uh, it. I appreciate your time, mate. And yeah. all the best. And come on, you Spurs. Exactly, mate. Exactly. <laughs> we've got our Spurs back, hopefully. Hopefully, Fingers mate. crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Cool. Cheers, guys. Cheers. What's the Greg Podcast? Follow us on social media for all of the latest news, releases and giveaways. At What's the Greg PC? Wow, uh, what what an evening this has been. Um, appreciate it, but it's been a little bit up and down because news has been breaking as we've been speaking. Um, but I think final word, Dave. Um, it looks like it's not going to happen. I'm happy it's not going to happen. Um, what's your thoughts on how things go from here? I, I, for me personally, I think you hit it. Well, when you when you said the final word, I think my final word for me personally. I don't care about the news. I don't care about what's happened during this podcast. I don't care about anything. All I care about, it could be commentary. And people who know me personally, they'll know I hate Villa Leicester. I don't care if it's Carl Villa Leicester. As long as fans can go and watch their club they were brought up watching, that's all that matters to me. And that's all I'm going to say no matter. 100%, mate. Um, thank you to the guys that have joined us tonight. Um, you know, uh, Hopefully, we'll give you a wide range of fans from different clubs of different levels and backgrounds. Um We'll, we'll make sure all the guys' socials are, um, 100%, mate. are attached so you can kind of follow them and give those guys a listen um, as well. But I hope you've enjoyed it. Feel free to follow us. Feel free to comment and get involved in the conversation yourself. And we'll speak to you guys soon. Also, shout out to me, me, Lynn, me Neil and Katie who went through a fucking whirlwind <laughs> recording this with about six different people. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, I found like deadline day. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's been... Really, mate, it's been manic, <laughs> weren't it? Um, cheers, guys. Obviously, I, I'm going to start doing this now. I think everyone does it, so we'll do it. Um, at What's a Crack PC, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow us, tweet us, whatever. We'll always reply to you. And just Share to everyone said, thank you for everyone who recorded with us tonight. And, Club score and everything I want personally supports the club. Fair play to your clubs. Good.